0: BLOB TALK RADIO Just heard from Jeff Majors, Song 23, and God bless you. You You're listening to the Five-Fold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. If you would like to get in touch with us, our P.O. Box is 9786. That's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's P.O. Box. 9786 Baltimore, Maryland 21284. If you would like to call us for prayer, our phone number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. We would like to announce, this is our disclaimer, the music that you hear belongs to the artists they own all rights, and we are here to promote those sounds of Zion and encourage you to buy those CDs. God bless you again. Well, I want to start off and give a highlight. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We had an awesome service on Friday night. We had our Good Friday service, and truly, the Lord was amongst the midst of us. The word was divided, and all spiritual truth was expounded upon. We had some awesome speakers. We had Apostle Alexander Lockamy, who was with us on Thursday night, and the burning bush. We had Pastor Annie Gaskin with Victory Temple, Archbishop, the CEO of My King's Service. We had Dr. James Ellis Jones, our seminary teacher, as well as Apostle Dr. Anthony T. Mays, the CEO and owner of World Power Radio and TV Station. We were so blessed to just sit back and enjoy those seven last words that Christ said on the cross. We said that uh, those words was to not only commemorate and honor that Jesus died for our sins, that he carried all of the weight, all of our struggles, all of our heartaches with him on the cross, And we were so very fortunate to have those speakers to give us the victory and give us the word that God had given them
1: uh,
0: to tell us about those uh, seven last words of Jesus on the cross. I want to just give you a little sneak peek and let you listen to uh, Reverend Leroy Rice that he was one of our speakers for the seven last words, and truly we were blessed not only to uh, get an understanding and the summarization of what God was saying on the cross, but he led us into this Easter Sunday. Yes, it is Resurrection Sunday, and we are so proud that we can celebrate it and be in the land of the living. So let us listen to Reverend Leroy Rice as he set the stage uh, for Jesus dying on the cross. I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to just a sneak preview of what we uh, said on the Good Friday service. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and let us listen in. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. I bring greetings tonight from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I give honor to him. I give honor to Apostle Mercy and all those that came on tonight. It's just good to be able to enter into another good Friday to acknowledge our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So on this good Friday. Our separate selves, or all our sins, rest with Jesus here in his tomb. Our transgressions are fully atoned. And I'm going to be, mine coming from Luke the 23rd chapter in the 46th verse. And then Jesus called out with a loud voice and said, Father, unto your hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. I'm going to use tonight for a subject, it's time to rest. It's time to rest. When the work is all done, and when the task is completed, when what must be accomplished is achieved, when all is finally finished, well, then it's time to rest. When the seventh word was spoken by our Lord on the cross, it, it is finished, it was, Jesus therefore uh, for uttered his seventh and final word, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. My brothers and sisters in Christ, now all things for the atonement of our sins have been accomplished. Time to rest That is the Significant of our Lord's Last words on the cross Having completed His work of redemption He does as he did In the creation in Genesis 2 3 He takes the rest Perhaps we could even express His final words In today's street Father I am Out here Remember tonight, my sisters and brothers, Jesus went to the cross as a willing and humble suffering servant. He told his disciples in the garden that the angels would be standing down. Matthew 26 and 53 tells us he would now go it alone. We usually think that the greater numbers, especially when facing opportunities and opposition, the better chance of holding fast and holding out is that you know the sin. We can hang together or we can hang separately. We think that should uh, show our thighs comes down to the last man. Our cause is suddenly lost and show the last man that dies. All will attention, but dash hope. Not so with the passion of our Lord, where are he goes. He goes alone, but where he goes, he goes not just as a suffering servant, but also as our champion. As the second Adam, Jesus faced off against the powers of sin, death, and the unfolded spirit. On the cross, he defeated them all with nothing in his hands but nails and blood. When it comes to similarly biblical champions, we used to think of the faith off that David had with Goliath and I was like it. After the trash talking, it's time to get down to the conflict at hand. And we always think that if our man dies, we lose. Not so with our Lord Jesus. It was not in his standing, but rather in his dying that we win. The powers of darkness were defeated by his death. By that death, we get life. If they don't deal, my sisters and my brothers, and now it is time for this Sabbath rest. Dearly beloved, in Christ it's time also for you to rest. So, this good Friday, our sinful selves and all our sins, rest with Jesus here
2: in his tomb.
1: Our transgressions are fully atoned. Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. As the Son commended his spirit to the Father, he commends our as well. We get to rest. They took our Lord's dead body off the cross and laid it in the dominated tomb of Joseph. And how fitting the Sabbath day of rest was about to begin. And the body of Jesus was put into the earth and laid to rest. The earth is the designated place to rest from the death to sin with his body. The body of our sins were also laid to rest in that dark old tomb. As the apostle has taught us, our old Adam was crucified and Buried with him in our baptism, and we can therefore recognize, recognize ourselves dear to sin permanently. To death he died. He died once for us all. So you may rest from the vicinity of your sins forever. From this good our sinful selves, and all our sins rest with Jesus here in his tomb. Our transgressions are fully atoned. Our enslavement to the Lord has been overcome. God has become completely reconciled to us. Just as we are, we rest in these amazing riches as we join to the crucified, dead, and buried Jesus. We must understand, my sisters and brothers, that for Jesus, however, this is just a short nap. He is not long for this tomb. He will be proclaiming the hell of it and all to the devil and all the souls in prison very soon. And then he will make our ears burn as we hear of this empty tomb. But for our old sinful self, our sins, they will remain buried. In the tomb forever They are finished And we may rest on that. It's all over now But the challenge that We can start with some of that Tomorrow night My sisters and brothers We can start with some of that And as I move on Just a little further now I'm going to move on And sum up the last seven words That has been spoken Here tonight Because Jesus is still in the midst of us, my sisters and my brothers. As we reflect on Christ's sacrifice, this good Friday, the several last words gives us power insight into his thoughts as took on all the sins of mankind upon himself with these words. He forgives his enemies, forgives the pretentious priests, Cries out to God and and declares the end of the earthly life. May this be reflection. Guide you into your uh, observance of the Good Friday. My first, the first word that was spoken is, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." You find that in Luke twenty-three and thirty-four. The Father already knows that the Son is uh, is thinking. Through these words, the Father and the Son invites us into their thinking. They make us aware that forgiveness is offered to us through this sacrifice, and that through forgiveness, we are free from the sins and lies that trap us. Uh, the second word that was spoken here tonight was, hey, May I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. We find that in Luke 23:43, 43. Uh, the pretentious free thief acknowledged his guilt and witnessed in it and was welcomed by Christ. We too can find salvation if we acknowledge our sinfulness. The third word that was spoken here tonight was woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. John 19:26. And this word turns up our days for the drama of the cross to those standing at the foot of the cross. It is established Mary not only as John's mother, but also as mother in our mother in the faith. The fourth word tonight, as, as someone has spoke, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We find that in Matthew 27 and 46. Uh, Jesus is quoted here, Psalm 22. He embraces his suffering by speaking to the Father with the word. The psalm resolves in triumph and hope. As wills Christ's suffering, the Father uh, doesn't aboundeth Christ, rather Christ aboundeth himself to the Father. The fifth word here tonight that was spoken is, I thirst, John 19, 28. At the beginning of Mother Teresa's ministry, Jesus appeared to her and told her to form a
0: chapter uh, 24 as well as john chapter 20 we're going to look at luke 24 as well as john chapter 20 god bless you again as we enjoy our sunrise service as we call it our easter sunday or our resurrection sunday of our lord god bless you again you're listening to the fivefold ministry and we salute those who gave, gave us those seven last words on Friday night, that good service. I hope you um, enjoyed the summarization of the word by Reverend Leroy Rice. Please listen to us through the week. We are on the same radio station here Monday through Friday. We ask that you tune in to the Firefold Ministry. And again, on Sundays, we are here as well during our sunrise service. So let us uh, listen to John P. King and the VIP mass choir as we know for a fact that not only is Jesus that sacrificial lamb, he is resurrected, but guess what? He's our lily in the valley. Amen. It's
2: be ride as a moon, and a star. Ah, somebody found her. Oh, the, In In the, the, the peace, the body of the people of the people of
0: That we can have peace now And that we can have victory As I said earlier I would like you to get out your Bibles We're going to look at John uh, chapter 20 verse 9 John chapter 20 verse 9 Again you're listening to the fivefold ministry broadcast And through that death of Jesus that blood of Jesus that was spilled on Calvary, that we can have the victory. And I want to encourage you as you wake up in the land of the living to be so humble and to be so grateful that our God has spared our lives so that we can enjoy the splendor, we can enjoy the glory, we can enjoy the grace of the Creator, the Alpha and the Maker, the beginning and the end, the great I am. Truly we love the Father, and we would have only had a chance back for eternal life through the blood of Jesus on Calvary. Let us listen to Reverend Clay Evans at, the time, at this time, and we want you to just sit back and enjoy the worship on this Resurrection Sunday as well as the Word Amen.
2: Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Can anybody tell me what what did Jesus do? Did he die? If he hadn't died, where would we be? So he had to shed his blood, right? When the blood of
2: fools fails. The ashes of scapegoats and help us fail when nothing else could help. God sent His only Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and more sin, condemned sin in the flesh. But the only way we could be redeemed was through His blood. You better touch somebody and tell them all the blood. Save my soul give somebody a hug and tell them nothing but the blood. Well, you got to tell them like you mean to tell them nothing but the blood. Turn them again and say nothing but the blood. Now, just read on them and say, it's all right now.
1: know you got to find your comfort zone.
2: And when you find it, get in it. (laughs) Satan does not belong in front of you.
1: Where he can be. He doesn't belong the side of you where he can whisper in the air.
2: Neither does he belong. and tell them a long run your city.
0: writer says hallelujah anyhow yes we can say hallelujah anyhow because the bible says that jesus rose from the dead i'll say it again that we are told that our lord and savior rose from the dead we can look at matthews 28 verses 1 through 7 mark chapter 16 verses 1 through 8 and john chapter 9 1 through 9 Truly, we are so blessed to be in the land of the living to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday. Yes, it is. This is Easter, and we want to celebrate our Lord and our Savior. You know why? Because truly, he is the repair of the breach. You know, when we need strength, when we need to go forward, when we was weak and made mistakes, And Lord knows we have so many uh, lessons in life that we needed some type of victory to overcome our own mindset. Sometimes we make our own mistakes because we think ahead of God and the leading of his Holy Spirit. And we need to know that our God can do anything but fail. We need to rely on him. We need to trust him and we need to depend on His mercy and His grace because God would not let us fall. God would not let us keep going on to defeat ourselves. Truly, that we too need to be resurrected from our sins, resurrected in the glory of God and resurrected for our destiny. You know why, because God won't let you fall. Matter of fact, let us listen to Helen Miller. And God bless you on this Easter Sunday. Amen. Songwriter says that God would not let you fall. Good God almighty I'm starting to feel all right. Woo when I think about the goodness of God and all he done for me. Truly the glory of God is awesome. Yes, that we woke up in the land of the living. We are still alive when we hear rumors and rumors of war that we know that God Thank God so much. You look around on the news. You hear so many things is going on. It's like the world has turned upside down. But you know what? God still got it. He sits high and he looks low. You know, we've been through this COVID. It went from one nation to another. The plague was all over the world, but God didn't let us fall. Hey, hallelujah. The medicines was already in place that we was able to have the victory. Truly, truly, that is our God, our Lord and our Savior, that he set his only begotten son that we could have victory. You know why? Because God would not let us fall. I'll say it again, as a songwriter says, that God would not let us fall. Well, let's get our Bibles out at this time. We have said that we are going to look at, Uh, Our scripture references this morning that I want you to go to John 20. We're going to do it again. That's John 20, start at verses 9. We also are going to uh, look at Luke. We want you to look at Luke 24, 1 through 12. But let us start out at this time looking at John. God bless you again. You're listening to the 5-Fold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. You know, the Bible tells us that God's glory is eternal, its splendor, and its majesty. I'll say it again, that God's glory, not man's glory, not your glory, but God's glory, the creator of heaven and earth. You know, there's someone higher than yourself. There's someone that's over your mindset because you did not put breath in your body. Uh Uh-oh, if I step on your toes, just say, ouch. We want to give God all praises, all recognition, everything that he's due. It's about God's glory, not man's glory. Because God is described throughout the Bible as a sovereign king, that his kingdom will exceed all over the earth, that God shall and will be recognized and praised. You know, the Scripture said that, Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord, that even the rocks will cry out. Good God Almighty. So we don't want the rocks to cry especially on this Resurrection Sunday, that Jesus died for us, and we should be grateful. Huh? We just need to praise Him. We need to reverence Him. You know why? Because God created people in His image to share in that glory. I'll say it again, that we were made in the glory and the image of God to reverence him and to delight him, that God endowed us, that God gave us. He gave us gifts, he gave us power, and he gave us blessings so that we could live out our lives and enable ourselves to benefit from the glory of God. I say it again, that through that Holy Spirit, we are to honor God so that we can get those benefits. Good God Almighty. But unfortunately, as it started out in Genesis, that sin into the world where Adam and Eve decided to live for themselves, that they decided to think for themselves and do things their own way that they would not submit to the will of the Father, but to their own mindset. Good God Almighty. You know, it's just like a child. You tell a child, don't go near fire, you could get burnt. You tell teenagers sometimes, don't hang out at night. There's a lot of activity and crimes going on. You even try to tell grown people, watch before you cross the street. Good God Almighty. But there are times in our lives that we become hard-headed and we do not listen to the wisdom of the elders. We do not listen to the move of the Holy Spirit. And we do not use that gift that God has given us. One of those benefits is discernment. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. He told them, do not eat from a particular tree because of their hard-headedness and disobedience, that sin went all over the world. i said say it again, that sin went all over the world. It was very sad because on that seventh day, after God had finished making man and woman and everything that ever was made in heaven above and heaven below, that God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on that seventh day, he rested for all his work. And God blessed that seventh day and made it holy because guess what? He was finished. He was finished with creation. He was finished with life. He knew that we could be victorious because everything was in place. But because of hard-headedness, rebellion, rebellion, disobedient, not obeying the laws of God. Listen to the uh, law of Moses and the Torah, that man became shipwrecked because they decided to do their own thing. Uh Uh-oh, when you do not do things in decency and in order, you will fall. I'll say it again. When you do not do things in decency and in order. Sin went all over the earth. Man was killing man they were doing all type of foul things marriages and and uh and families was uh shipwreck things were falling apart and it is sad that even the leaders the disciples who are those who're supposed to give the word of god became disobedient they did not live up to the call they did not live in decency and order And they did not lead God people in such a way to understand the humility that was needed to serve the Father and also the requirements of mankind to live. But, I love that but, but thank God for Jesus. Jesus came into the world as you look at John 21 through 9, that Jesus was that sacrificial lamb that Jesus was that repair of the breach ever since the creation of man as we looked at it in Genesis, that we saw here that even in the beginning of time when man was hard-headed and disobedient, that God needed someone that could repair that relationship back because in Genesis 1 and 7, Adam and Eve had disobeyed the very hand that created them. You know, when you're getting your blessings, when you're getting the favor of God, when things are moving well in your life, you don't want to uproot what God has blessed you with because you're hard-headed and you're being bad. Uh Uh-oh, I say it again. If I step on your feet, just say, ouch, just hold on, and I'm going to take you somewhere that God has given me a message for you today. But, God, Jesus became that sacrificial lamb, that repair of the breach, a way back to the Father, the Creator. And we thank God for that because of our sinful nature, because of our hard-headedness, because our disobedience, because we would not live according to the gospel, that God, the Creator, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the LOM, the Al Shaddai, that He turned His back on us in sin, but His love never stopped. You know God loved us so much that even in the cool of the day that He walked with us, and even when we was hard headed in the garden, He prepared a way for us, and even when man, even two thousand years, just walked on this earth, still not obeying God, that there was a way out. Why? Because God loved you. God love is eternal. It's not conditional. It's not based on if you do this, I'll do that. If you look like this. You'll get that. If you act like this, this will happen. It was based on unconditional love. I love you just because I love you. Hey! Hallelujah. God needed that intervention. Jesus, the blood of Calvary, as we heard from those uh, seven last words, that Jesus died on the cross, that Jesus was the way back to the Father, that Jesus was that sacrificial lamb that Jesus had the pure heart and clean hands who could see God and able to intercede and make petition on our behalf that said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Good God Almighty. That it was finished when Jesus died on the cross. It was finished when the blood was spilled on Calvary. It's said that man, instead of glorifying God in their lives from the very beginning of time, that man shames God because of being hard-headed and disobedient. You know, just like a child, you can give a child chances again and again, and you can just say to the child, I want the best for you. But one thing about it, a child has his own mindset. He follows his own will. God has given us the will to choose and to decide. Just like he told us, don't eat of the fruit in the midst of the garden. Something simple and something plain. But sometimes our appetites get ahead of us. What we want to do, that old flesh man creeps up. And we want to go ahead of the rules that God has given us. God has given us 12 commandments that thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And one of the rules he said is thou shalt not commit adultery or be covetous after another man's wife or another man's belongings. You can look them up for yourself. There are 12 commandments. But instead of just listening to God, that they decided that they were going to sin on their own. They're going to do things on their own. So we thank God that the death of Christ would say, "You know what, Margie? Sometimes you get ahead of yourself. You you do too much thinking. You you put too much in it. But if you sit back and trust God, and if you fast and you pray and you lay back, that God will lead you to all spiritual truth." Stop going ahead of God. And we look now, as we said that we were going to examine our scriptures, that we're going to look at John chapter 20, starting with verse 9. It says that Jesus' resurrection, that through that, that that was the key. That was the key for us to have a chance. To internal life that Jesus rose from the dead off the cross and how we know the story says that Mary Magdalene one of his disciples she went to the tomb after Jesus had been taken off the cross and she saw the stone the way had been shut but when she went there and looked that same very stone had been removed. Mary stood outside the tomb crying, asking everybody, have you seen Jesus, that his body was no longer in the tomb? Mary wept, and she saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head where Jesus' head laid, the other at the foot where Jesus' foot should have been there. The angel asked Mary, woman, why are you crying? And she said that someone had moved her Lord. Mary was steady walking. She was walking up and down asking everybody, "Uh, have you seen Jesus? Finally, she looked again, and Jesus said to her, Mary and she turned towards him and cried out and recognized that Jesus had been resurrected, good God almighty. That that sacrificial lamb, that repair of the breach, that the blood that was spilt on Calvary, that Jesus was resurrected. This was our key to eternal life. This is the key to our Christian faith. That Jesus rose from the dead. Therefore, we can be confident that everything that was promised to us, everything that Jesus had uh, um, fulfilled in the old prophecy, it would now be accomplished. That Jesus' resurrection shows us that the living Christ is not a false prophet, is not a lie, that truly he is the ruler of God's eternal kingdom, and we can be certain that this Resurrection Sunday, that the resurrection of Jesus through that death is not the end, but there is a future. i say it again, that through the death of Christ, there is a future and hope for mankind. The divine power, that brought Jesus back to life is now available to us because of the blood that was spilt on Calvary. We, too, who are spiritually dead, we, too, who have been hard-headed and disobedient, we, too, that keep doing things that hurt us, uh, like they said, we spike the nose off our face, that now we have a chance to be witnesses of Christ that we are redeemed. Good God Almighty. Mary didn't want to lose Jesus again. She did not understand the resurrection, and she went looking for God and did not understand that it was already prophesied that he will live and he will rise from the tomb. Jesus did not want to be detained at the tomb. He had not ascended into heaven, and the Holy Spirit had not come upon him, that he was able to go to the Father. You heard in our summarizations of our last word with Reverend Leroy Rice that he said, Into your hands I commend my spirit, that Jesus had to die first, that Jesus' blood had to be spilled first, so that through that death, that burial, and now the resurrection, that we have that eternal life. It says in John chapter 20, verses 18, that Mary didn't recognize Jesus at first. Her grief had blinded her. She couldn't see because she didn't expect to see Jesus risen. Even though he had spoken to his disciples, even though it was prophesied, even though that she saw the miracle signs and wonders that God could do, she still didn't recognize them. Imagine flooding your heart. Imagine that when you hear that Savior or you hear his name or you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and you know that he's even calling you in your sleep, that this is the Lord, our Savior, that's tugging that up. Mary did not want to meet the risen Savior until she had discovered that there was an empty tomb. You know, it's sad sometimes when you talk to those fundamentalists that they don't move in the supernatural. They don't move in the spiritual. They have to have a dotted I and a cross T. It's very sad that even when you expound on the Word of God, they want to know, are you exegesis or homiletics or hemiletics? Is it lining up with the word of God rather than the revelation knowledge of his word that God can give his preachers what to say? But Mary was a, a skeptic and that she was only going by what she had been taught the way the order should be. However, she when she saw that the tomb was empty, she responded with joy and obedience and that she went to tell her disciples that the tomb was empty. We cannot meet Christ until we discover that he is indeed alive, that he is the Son of God, that he is God incarnated in the flesh, that he is our repair of the breach, that only then can we meet this man called jesus when we can accept that death burial and resurrection i will ask you the question this morning on this resurrection sunday are you filled with joy in hearing the good news and have you shared it with others that there is a god that has been redeemed and that he love us jesus can identify himself with the father And he told his disciples by whose authority he did his work. He did his work by the great I Am, the Alpha and Omega. He did his work by the creation of heaven and earth himself through the Holy Spirit that God created, that God himself. And and then Jesus told his disciples to spread the gospel of salvation, that he has risen and take it all over the world, that whatever God asks you to do, do it. Your authority comes from God. Jesus had demonstrated by his words and actions how we should accomplish living on this earth. God want us to obey him. God want us to treat our neighbors as ourselves. God want us to exalt, edify, and encourage, and lift man up. We're not supposed to cuss what God has made. We're not supposed to tear down and talk about and belittle what God has made. We're not supposed to say foul stuff out of your mouth to another human being that has breath that God has made. God forbid. You are not God. What gives you the right? To condemn, to curse at, to judge, to belittle, to humiliate, or embarrass what God has made. You need to repent. It says here that the Father sent Jesus. Jesus sends his followers, and now he's sending you. What makes you think because you go to church on Sunday with that shiny suit? What makes you think that you're sitting in church this morning on a resurrection Sunday and smiling that you're going to make it into the kingdom and have eternal life. Have you shown love? Have you shown mercy? Have you shown kindness? Have you lived up to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have you belittled his servants? Have you cursed and talked about your neighbors? Have you seen someone hungry and you didn't feed them naked? You didn't clothe them? God said, treat others the way that you want to be treated. This Resurrection Sunday is a resurrection of hope that you have a chance to be redeemed back to the Father when you repent, when you are Godly sorrow, when you say, God, come into my heart and fill me with the Holy Spirit, that I'm sorry for the things that I have done. I will suggest that you go to those people and beg pardon that you Call them up on the phone or go to the churches or go to their homes and say, beg pardon, I apologize because I have not been the person that I should have been towards you. You know, can you imagine dying on a cross, people cursed you out, beat you up, spit on you, talked about you, mocked you. Isn't this Mary's baby? Isn't this Joseph's son? He ain't no God. How many times you know tore down a person's character? How many times you said they ain't got no money, they ain't going to have a house like me, they don't have a car like me, they're not educated like me, I don't even like the way they preach. Are they just talking in flesh, talking to themselves? God forbid that you so busy judging and critiquing and pointing your finger at the messenger that you don't hear the message. Good God Almighty. Lord, have mercy, that God want us to hear what thus said the Lord of hosts, that we need to get it together, that only through the Holy Spirit, the Word of God that's preached on the Internet, YouTube, Facebook, in the churches today, the radio and TV, do we have a chance to hear the gospel, that this is a forerunner for believers to experience at the time of Pentecost. If we all get on one accord, there won't be wars in this earth. If we all could get on one accord, we wouldn't be fighting our brothers. If we all could get on one accord, that we wouldn't belittle a judge of man by the color of the skin or the shape of the body or uh, the outside appearance, but we can look beyond the physical and look in the spiritual and see the heart. That it's a human being and a soul that need a hug. Lord have mercy. On the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, when they all got together and they all embraced, when they all were speaking on one accord, when they all were praising God, that the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowed them. That there is breath in God, that there is breath in the resurrection. That there is breath and hope and life in Calvary, the cross of Calvary, the blood of the Lamb, the tomb being opened and Jesus being resurrected today on this Easter Sunday, that we have a chance for eternal life. That even though, that the breath of life in Jesus in Genesis chapter two verses uh, seven that God first breath made man, but only through that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus can we have eternal life, that we can have spiritual life, that the power of God's will is on earth. I want to say to you this morning that Jesus gave his disciples power, and he has guided them all over the world to speak the gospel and to preach the good news about Jesus, so that people's sins might be forgiven. You know, it's sad when you take upon yourself that you think you're mighty and you and you are powerful, because you look at the things that man judge. Well, he's educated and he has a good job and he has a couple of dollars or he has a little money, he has land and houses and all of that. That's good. God has blessed you with the thing, but you're not a God. Just because you're a supervisor, just because you're a landlord, just because you're a landowner, just because you are an employer and have employees, it don't make you a God. You have a service or need that need to be done, but you need to treat people as human beings and talk to them with God's grace and mercy and don't condemn or judge. You know, I love when they say a man needs to look at himself in the mirror. Can't you see that you're just dust with breath in your body through the mercy and grace of God? Can't you see that if you cut yourself, you're going to bleed? That you are uh, vulnerable even to death, to things that could kill not only your spirit but your soul? That you got to get real with this thing. Yes, we all make mistakes. Yes, we fall by the wayside. Yes, even the disciples all through the Bible, those that was chosen from Abraham, from David to Solomon, all the way down to uh, Mark and Paul and John, every last one of them did something that was displeasing to God, including Apostle Mercer, But still we are called to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus because we're human beings. We bleed, too. We fall short, too. We are just a messenger. We are not Christ, but we're telling you that Christ told Mary. Mary, go tell it. Who was Mary? People condemned her. There were those who threw stones. But God saw fit. Who are you to judge the messenger? Did you not, too, do things that was displeasing to God? Did you not, too, have skeletons in your closet? Uh-oh, didn't you do things in the dark that you don't think nobody saw, but God heard you? God know what you're going to do today. He know what you're thinking today. He's giving you an opportunity to be resurrected from your sin, resurrected, to have a chance to start over, resurrected, to rise up and start afresh and anew. You can't keep doing deliberate sin over and over and over and over again and expect to have eternal life. This is our sunrise service. This is our Easter Sunday, that Jesus rose from our sin. Must he rise by himself and you still be dead to life because you won't change? God forbid. The, the the disciple did not have the power to forgive sin. A man can't forgive you of what you have done or take your confession and say you are forgiven or sprinkle your head and, and say, say uh, go and sin no more. We don't have that authority. Only God can forgive our sins and make petition for us, which is Jesus. Jesus gave the privilege of telling us that our sins can be forgiven if we accept the laws, we accept the responsibility, we accept the accountability. Yes, we've done it. Yes, we whoremongered. Yes, we commit adultery. Yes, we have lied. Yes, we have talked about our brother. Yes, we have cursed and said bad things. Yes, we have stole Yes, we have ran around getting drunk and doing things we shouldn't do. Yes, we have uh, hurt others and even little children and animals. Yes, we are sinners saved by grace. God sees you. It's in the Lamb book of life. You can't run. You can't hide. It says in his word, has not he fulfilled the old prophecy? Did not he say there is one that John said that's going to come? and that he is going to baptize with fire, that he is the Son of God. Did not Jesus fulfill the prophecy? And it says that there will be another coming of Christ, that he is going to come again. The Bible don't lie. Everything that it says is going to do has happened. Even down through Genesis to Revelation, it has all been prophesied and is coming to pass. I would encourage you on this Resurrection Sunday, and I love the plant, the lily of the valley. I'm going to buy me one of them plants today. But know that Jesus is the lily of the valley. You know, a lot of people uh, get the palms to remind them that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. People got them palms, and they got it in their car. They have it in their home. (laughs) They were passing it out in the church that Jesus rose. He rose so we could stop our foolishness and our madness. He rose to remind us that there need to be a change. God forbid. That God is telling us today, resurrect yourself. Resurrect your mind. Resurrect your thinking. Resurrect your heart. Don't always be led by the flesh because you want this. You want to do that? You want to say this? You want to go there? I had to learn the hard way, and I'm apostle of God, because of my own foolish desires and what I wanted. Just like gluttony, I want certain foods, and I love chocolates and cakes and pies. All I did was make myself have high cholesterol and high blood pressure, because I went after the flesh. When you try to appease your flesh you hurt your own self and I hurt my physical body. Some of you need to be resurrected. You know? You're in a marriage that you don't want to be there but you committing adultery. Uh oh, oh I say it again, I step on your toes. That God said thou should not commit adultery. It's in the word, it's not Margie this morning. Don't get mad at me wanna cut off the radio. Read it for yourself. It's the Twelve Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. You should not have an image of a man, that's your God. An image of a Hollywood star, that's your God. An image of a singer, that's your God. Well, I know this person, and I know that person, and I've been to Hollywood Boulevard, and I've been to Las Vegas. I, 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 who cares? You know, I I been over there and I took a picture uh, with the mayor and the governor. Who cares? What makes you so special? Because you took a picture. We're big time, as you said, big folks. What makes you so special? Because you looked at the Hollywood Boulevard. But is your name cemented in the ground? That don't make you special either. What make you so special? Because you got six or seven degrees. What make you so special that even I have to say there was one who became a billionaire. And he said overnight that he was almost less than a millionaire. He lost his money just like that. And some currency that's going on now, that even those billionaires are losing millions and millions of dollars because of their investment. You should not put all your emphasis in man, in Hollywood Boulevard. And all those things that you think will make you popular because you got the best song or the best outfit, the best shoes, the best car, the best, 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 best. God bless you. God bless you. That's a blessing. But God said don't worship idols. Don't worship people because they're beautiful. Don't worship people because they're rich. Don't worship people because they're called by God. Worship God. Good God Almighty. God wants you to be resurrected in your mind. God wants you to be resurrected in your heart, in your soul, and your spirit. I want to say to you all over the world, if we would look at the things we say out of our mouth and how we treat each other, we wouldn't be so greedy and so nasty to have wars and rumors of wars. We wouldn't be trying to take little countries that couldn't defend themselves. We wouldn't be so prejudiced and don't like this race and that race. We wouldn't be so judgmental because a person of their skin or the color, the size, their shape, their hair, whatever, if we would check ourselves and know that we need to be resurrected. This is a call to Africa, Russia, China, United States, Brazil, all over the country. Resurrect your mind because there will be a second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. That he will and shall come back to call those whose hearts and minds have been resurrected to Calvary's cross and they have repented, not keep on deliberately, deliberately, deliberately making sin. I don't mean to be a killjoy today, but that's what God gave me to tell you, that we need to announce sin. We need to repent and have the faith that Jesus' resurrection was for a reason. Don't take it for granted. Don't make it blasphemy. Don't make it that it was a curse because he sacrificed his life. That this resurrection was our victory. This resurrection is for us to have eternal life over death. This resurrection fulfilled prophecy in the Old Testament. This resurrection of Jesus it saves mankind. That this is our hope for today. Hope for tomorrow. Hope for our humanity. Hope for our world. Hope for our cities, our states, our nation. That if we could only resurrect our minds and our hearts, hey, and what come out of our mouth, we gotta say, God bless this mind, let this mind be in you. So we can stop thinking all this crazy stuff and doing things out of our own mindset that God give me the eyes of Christ so we can stop looking for vain beauty and vain repetition and saying things that appease our flesh, that if we could just speak with clarity and ask God to guard our tongues and control our tongues so we could exalt, edify, and encourage and speak in love. Hey, hallelujah. If we could just ask God to give us a clean heart and clean hands so we can stop condemning with our mouths, condemning in wars, condemning in theft, condemning in human trafficking, and condemning in stealing souls and hurting little children and abusing animals and mistreating elders because of our flesh and our minds that need to be resurrected. Come on, folks. Get you thinking together that this is Resurrection Sunday. That Jesus rose from the dead off the cross, and even in 1 Corinthians 15, verses uh, 13 to 17, that we have the victory. Why? Because of the glory of God in resurrection. That's my title, the resurrection of God. I didn't mean to be a killjoy, but I speak what God gave me to tell you all of us need to repent. Yeah, we celebrating Easter. Yeah, we happy today. We got the victory. But make it mean something and it's worthwhile. Get it together. Go ahead to your house of worship and don't condemn the pastor, or judge everybody's outfit, or talk about that dirty car. Or dirtly roads and they don't have no new paved highways at the church. Get your butt out there and just go hear the word of God being preached. Stop judging a man edifice and the highway and his church and the pews and all this other stuff. Why go to a man's house if you're gonna speak about his food? Why go to a church if you're gonna condemn the preachers and all those there? God forbid. Get your act together this morning. Go get your lily in the valley plant. Ha <laughs> ha to remind you of Christ that he is a lily in the valley, and get yourself together and be resurrected in your mind, your heart, soul, and spirit, that Jesus' death was not in vain. Yes, this is our sunrise, resurrection of Christ. When we celebrate it, let's celebrate it in repentance and the victory and with hope that we're going to do better today and tomorrow. Amen. Amen. God bless you again. You've been listening to the Five-Fold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. I just want to encourage you. God loves you and that he just want to change to come over us so that we can be better human beings and people. Amen, amen. God bless you again. You can listen to us through the week as well as the weekend we also on our TV stations as well, and do tune in and show love one to another. Come on now, just wash it off, put a smile on your face, shake the devil off, and go out and live right for God, all right? You know why, because he's that lily in the valley. God bless you again as we listen to John P. King and the VIP Mass Choir. Let us celebrate this Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Oh, you will too good on oh, it's a be ride,
2: as the morning of star, Somebody buy home. <laughs> Oh, I pray a peace, I pray a pardon, pray in the World, somebody found peace. somebody the to be oh, right morning morning somebody found peace.
0: songwriter says that somebody found peace in the valley only through the resurrection the death of christ can we be resurrected there is hope when we turn it over to god when we repent of our sins and when we are godly sorrow god bless you again celebrate the true meaning of christ by living according to the gospel and And show somebody love by being kind to not only to yourself, but to those that you come encounter with. God bless you. Let us listen to Jeff Majors as we close out. Amen. And happy Easter. Amen. Amen.